Hey, everybody. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Emily Bing. And this is Walking with Emily. A conversation shared among friends seeking to find joy in the day-to-day. Hey, Emily B. Hey, Emily T. Can you believe we're recording our fourth episode of Walking with Emily? I cannot. (laughs) How far (laughs) we have come. I just want to pause and say thank you to the nearly 100 listeners that we've had tune in to our first three episodes of this little podcast. Um, It's really humbling and I just appreciate everyone's encouragement and willingness to support us. And I would like to um, echo that from Emily. Just thank you to all of you who have listened and it has been really encouraging and it is very humbling. So thank you. And speaking of our previous three episodes, I did want to give you a couple of updates. I got some hokas. Do you remember from our first episode on walking? And I said, I wanted to get some, I've gotten some, I actually have them and I really like them. Good. Well, I, I haven't, gotten hocus but I have since our first episode noticed a lot of hocus like I yeah. noticed them more just after yes. listening <laughs> I like them because they're very light and yet they're really co- like supportive so uh, it's kind of a nice combination they're not heavy but they're also really supportive so anyway and I got off of Aaron's style board a couple of pieces I got the J crew pink mules with the bow those have been so fun to wear and then I also got myself a pair of faux black leather pants some wide leg ones cute I did not get the loft ones because they were sold out but I found a similar pair at Old Navy and they are fun I'm gonna bring them this weekend and wear them during our some of the homecoming festivities yes by this weekend Emily Thompson is referring to Wake Forest homecoming. It is her 25th. Yes. 25th. Yes. Let's take a moment and acknowledge how old, (laughs) how old I am. You're a spring chicken. I mean, you're younger than me. You know what? That, yes. Okay. Well, since (laughs) our previous three episodes, the ways I have grown is that I started keeping a journal of books that I've read. So Ah. while Meredith has probably read 15 books since we recorded episode (laughs) three, I have read, well, I'm reading two books because I'm reading Demon Copperhead as she talked about, but I also had to read my book for my book club. So I just trade off every night. And And I got a copy of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. So that is, I haven't started it yet, but that is, um, that is how I've progressed since the last episode. I also have a copy of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that I got from the library. So I'm trying to take some time to read that. Well, since we recorded our last episode with Meredith, the season has changed. It's officially fall. And Emily and I 
decided that it would be a good time to pause and just reflect on the change of seasons and to just take an episode to celebrate all the things that we enjoy about fall. So Emily and I came up with what we are calling our fall top 10 list. So this is, this is not a list in order from best to worst or worst to best. It's just a list of 10 great things about fall. So to start off with football. Oh yes. It is not the season for Wake Forest, unfortunately, but, um, when Emily and I were at Wake, we had a fairly okay football team. But Emily was the big football fan here. And I was the person that liked to tailgate through the first half and then go in and watch two quarters <laughs> of the football game. That was good enough for me. But Emily loved football, so she wanted always to be there for kickoff. So Oh, we did. Sh- yes. Yeah. I'm sure I was a better fan when when I was with Emily. So just to give my dad some credit, Perry, Perry G, he played football in college, was an official football official for, I don't know, 30 years. So anyway, football was a big deal in our family. And I learned the game as a little girl and love this, the game. So yeah, like I would, my sorority sisters, I'd be, come on girls, let's, we got to get in there for kickoff. And everyone was like, okay. Yeah, we needed you. Yes, but football, it it brings me comfort because I remember all those seasons with my parents, with watching football, going to games. It's one of the best things about fall for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, what else? Um, definitely the cooler temperatures, which I have to say, we're actually getting those in Texas. I have a sweater on today. What's the amazing. temperature? What's the temperature there today? When I looked about an hour ago, it was um 62. Okay. Yeah. And this I... morning it was like 58. Like the summer was so oppressive here. So bad that to have the cooler temps, like it really, really is a gift. And we're all like everyone is just so thankful and strangers are just, we're remarking to each other here. Like, aren't we glad we finally, finally got some cooler weather. Yeah, that's cute. Well, I'm glad. And it's, it's hopeful for anybody else that's listening that still hasn't hit those, um, cooler temps yet. Yeah. Like if you live in Barbados, then hang. Yeah. So yes, that that puts cooler temps at number two in no particular order on the fall top ten list. So what's next? Um, number three, which goes along with the cooler temps, is that because with these nice temperatures, it's just a really great time to entertain. And this is this is the time of year where you're like so thankful for your screened porch and your deck furniture. Mm. And mm. Um, now my yard doesn't look so good, but it is a great time for backyard gatherings. And yeah, you the just fire can, pit. Yes. Don't you love to gather around a fire pit. Yes. I will say that word entertaining <clears throat> like years ago, I had a older woman who I considered a mentor kind of speak into the 
difference between entertaining and hospitality because I struggled and I still struggle with this needing to be perfect when I have people over. But she was saying she likened entertainment or entertaining to more of that perfect like magazine um, cover picture that you get, whereas hospitality is a little more imperfect and it's, you know, welcoming someone in when your home is untidy or when you haven't really made a big spread and you're just offering them whatever you have. So I don't know. I've just always tried to remember that doesn't have to be perfect to serve someone and to, to show hospitality. That's so true because you're right. People are just, um, I know that when I go to someone's house, first of all, if they have like laundry out, I just mm. feel relieved. Like yes. that's, I love authenticity. So I'm, that's never offensive to me. I'm like, let's just keep it real. Yeah. There you go. I agree. I agree. All right. Let's see. Fourth on our list. We've got, oh, food. Fall food is definitely oh, such a delight to go, to be able to do things that warm up your kitchen, like stews and soups and just warm things that are so comforting and flavors that we get to enjoy in the fall that we don't always cook with. I don't know, Emily, you're a big cook. So what are your thoughts here on fall food? Well, I do love how you touched on the season, the cooler weather does totally change the way I cook. So in the summertime, I do everything on the grill, but in the, in the winter, in the fall, I just, I want like my house is freezing. So I love turning on the stove. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I'm cold in my kitchen, I'll just turn on all four burners of my stove because we have gas. And it'll just warm the kitchen up. So, but no, I do love um, fall foods. And so Emily and I thought just piggybacking off of entertainment and hospitality, if you were looking for a menu in order to have some people over and take advantage of this lovely fall weather and the cooler temps, um, I kind of am just going to run through uh, some ideas for your, your menu for entertaining. Um, so for the non cook that doesn't really love to be in the kitchen, there are some easy things to do. So, uh, for example, like for an appetizer, apples are in season right now. You could do apples and cheese, just slices of apple and slices of cheese. Mm. Um, if you are wanting to get a little more creative, I saw an appetizer where you could take a strip of prosciutto and put some little sprigs, just a few, like three or four sprigs of arugula, and then put your slice of apple and your slice of cheese on that, wrap it up in the prosciutto slice and drizzle Ooh. it with balsamic glaze. So mm. that's a little bit... um more exciting but apples and cheese is is a lovely appetizer as for a main dish 
pumpkin enchiladas is kind of mm. fun for this time of year. They're a little bit more involved, um, but that's an idea. You could Google pumpkin enchiladas. I have a recipe. I could attach it in the in the show notes. So um, is that a vegetarian recipe or is there I, chicken? You know, I can't remember whether mine has chicken in it or not, but I think you could go vegetarian or you could do chicken and pumpkin or you could do black beans and pumpkin. Okay. That sounds good. Um, and then dessert easy might be a frosty pumpkin pie, which is basically vanilla ice cream and a can of pumpkin and you stir them together and put it in a ready-made graham cracker pie crust and freeze it. Oh my goodness. And there's your (gasps) dessert. That's really good. Um, if you want to get a little more involved, there's a great recipe on half-baked harvest that the name is long, but it's like maple pecan glaze brown butter bars. There mm. were like six words in the name, but they're really good. But they're wow. they they take a little work because you have to brown the butter to start with, mm. and it's just a little bit more work. But anyway, there you go. When you there's- say brown yeah. butter I get yeah. excited I know that is like one of my favorite flavors oh for real so anyway there you go there's some menus for you all to have your friends over at, in this wonderful season and Emily is going to go into um the next on the top 10 list and tell you how you can decorate for yes. the occasion <clears throat> Another thing that we love about fall is just fall decorations. Um, My kids particularly love it when I decorate for seasons. I think I did that while they were growing up. And so now it's like they, they, while I'm a little tired and might not want to pull everything out of the attic, they're like, let's get the fall decorations out. But um, one thing I helped uh, give a baby shower a couple weeks ago and it was a whole pumpkin theme and I found this decorating idea that was really easy I mean pumpkins are just so fun like you can buy plastic pumpkins and spray paint them white or gold you can take a white pumpkin kind of more of a squatty one and carve it out and put some floral foam down in there and then you cut just some various fall stems, you know, I, I had some roses and some mums and various greenery and it makes just a really pretty table, like centerpiece and it's fresh. Um, so that was really easy and really fun for this baby shower that I did. I don't know. I tended to do like more towards fall and less towards Halloween, but I do have some fun Halloween decorations and Hannah Jane loves decorating for Halloween. I mean, she loves it. So I had put some things out and then when she and Ella were here this weekend, she went back up to my bins and pulled out some Halloween stuff and sprinkled it around. So that's cute. I'm not very good with the decorations. I think I'm, I I think I just always think I don't want to have to put this away after the season is Mm -hmm. over. And so it causes me to not pull it out. Well, I think you're too busy cooking. I, I must be. <laughs> I'm too busy decorating. Oh, to me. See, we all have our gifts, don't we? Yes, yes. Okay, what else? Well, 
number six, leaves. So mm. leaves made it on the top 10 for this reason. Okay, while there is something very unwelcoming about leaves, mm. like they're messy and they have to be raked and then they sit out on the curb in Winston-Salem for months, but they are a classic form of entertainment. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Kids, no matter how techie our world gets or how advanced we get, like there's nothing that beats jumping in a leaf pile. It's it just never gets old. Like <laughs> kids always love it, no matter no matter what generation. It's just a shared love. And it's also shared by dogs because Bandit <laughs> loves <laughs> he really does love leaf piles. He loves them because there are a lot of smells, but he will actually go run and run through the leaf pile. He doesn't jump, but he does. Like he is drawn to leaf piles. It's wow. That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I have sweet memories of my kids. I mean, because we have lived in other areas where there are trees that have leaves that change colors in fall. That doesn't happen a lot around here. I mean, I should say we do have trees in our yard, but. Not like when we lived in Virginia or North Carolina or Missouri, but the kids, my kids just played for so long in the leaves. And I got some really sweet pictures of them when they were little in the leaf piles. The other thing I love about the leaves is the beauty when they change colors, you know, like I remember living in North Carolina and driving down the road and just the different colors as they change to the yellows and the oranges. I mean, it's it is really stunning. Yeah. The maples, the maple trees in particular are vibrant. So vibrant with their red, red leaves. Um, seventh on our list is fall clothing, which Aaron would be so proud that this made the list, right? Absolutely. Just to pull out your sweaters and your jeans and jackets and boots and leggings I mean I had to I had to pull out my Uggs the other day it was my first it was my first Ugg wearing since last winter yeah oh my goodness I don't know the Uggs don't get pulled out until like January here (laughs) oh gosh well you know me always cold so all right well we are down to number eight. Um, keeping in mind, this this is not in order. It's just number eight. Um, and that is just fall flavors and scents. When I think of fall flavors, I think of, I mean, pumpkin everything, you know, walk in Trader Joe's and they are capitalizing on this um, fall pumpkin stuff. But the other flavor, the the spicy um, cloves and, and cinnamon, allspice, all those, um, spicy flavors in tea and hot cider. Um, I'm thinking pumpkin latte, chai latte. Mm -hmm. I mean, they sell everything in pumpkin varieties, right? Um, candles, soaps, lotions. Yes. What what else? It's kind of like, pumpkin spice just like throws up on everything in all the stores and (laughs) all the grocery stores and all the 
It is true. And people keep buying them. Just buying it up. Yes. Bath and Body Works. Wow. They probably make a lot of money this time of year with all of their scents. I think you're right. Okay. So number nine on our fall list of fall things that we love is the childhood memories that fall invokes. And I think one that Emily and I share, because we both grew up in Raleigh, North Carolina, we went to different high schools, but the NC State Fair is a big deal to North Carolinians and especially living in Raleigh, which is where the state fair is held. We attended, I attended multiple times per year. And so the fair would be there, what, like two weeks or so? I think like like 10 days, 10 days. Like, yeah. But I mean, we've talked about this before, but maybe we were there at the same time and we did not even know it. And we did not even know each other yet. God was trying to make our paths cross way back then. Yes. Like what if we were on the same ride? We could at the same time, like right in front of each other. (laughs) What's your favorite uh, state fair ride? That's what I was about to ask you. Um, I loved the Himalaya. Do you remember that? Oh, yes, girl. (laughs) Forward and then stop it and go backwards. I just remember laughing, like when I was a little kid, I loved the haunted house. I don't know why, but I just loved that. But as I became a teenager and would go with my friends, it was the Himalaya. How about you? I, at that stage, I think probably the big swings. Do you know Mm -hmm. the big swings? Now they make me want to throw up when I get off, like it's too much round and round, but the big ones that went really high. Oh yeah. I also love the fun house and I too, I still love the fun house, but I particularly like to stand outside and watch people on the fun house. Now brings me great money. Yes. Well, how about a favorite food from the fair? Oh, I mean, hands down a funnel cake. Same. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You can kind of goes back to that the smelling the when when we talked about brown butter, you know, it's like Mm. if I smell that funnel cake aroma, it it takes me back, but it's pretty intoxicating. It is, yeah. Okay, so on on this little um line of food. Coming in at number 10, and you could call this the the best or the worst, but <laughs> the great candy corn debate. I mean, I'm calling it yeah. a debate because maybe it's a debate with, within my own heart. But when I was a child, I did not like candy corn at all. If I got candy corn trick-or-treating, like I would get mad, you know, like... Who gives candy corn? And I would just throw it away. But when I got to college and Emily and I were friends in Benson Center, they had this room that was filled with bins of candy. It was just candy by the pound. And we would go and fill up bags with those candy corn pumpkins. Mm. And I mean, Emily did it in the beginning. But what I guess is I, I found myself 
asking for a pumpkin and then I would probably ask for another one. And before long, I was getting my own bag of candy corn pumpkins. So really it's you, Emily, that brought me around to, I I don't, I wouldn't say I love candy corn, but I have found some value in it. That, that, that gives me great pride in knowing that I had a part in helping you appreciate candy corn. I mean, I love candy corn. I always have. My children love candy corn. One fun little mix is candy corn and peanuts. Mm. Have you ever had that? No, but I love the salty, sweet yes. combo. Oh, that that's worth a try. The, the mix of the two. Um, but yes, okay. candy corn, I'm a fan, but I get it. I know lots of people are just like, mm, no, hard no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hard no. That's so funny. Well, fall really is just a season full of ordinary blessings. I mean, I feel like we came up with 10 things, but there's even more that we could have highlighted. Yes, I think that is true. And um, I love that. I mean, these these are not mind-blowing. This isn't a mind-blowing list. This is really, as you say, just a list of ordinary blessings. And when Emily and I started this podcast... Our goal, our desire from the get-go was that we wanted to help listeners and ourselves, for that matter, find joy in the day-to-day. And just to take this idea a little bit further, um, yesterday morning when I was doing my Bible study, I was flipping through um, just earlier in, in the workbook notes that I had written and something jumped out at me that I had forgotten about, but it was so profound to me the first time. And then yesterday it was just this wonderful reminder that every day God will give us assignments. And if we obey him and we, we do the things he's putting in our path or calling us to do, we, we will find purpose and meaning in every day and find ourselves at the center of his will. And so what amazed me so much about that was to think that if I am in the center of God's will every day and he's giving me purpose and meaning in the day today, then really the ordinary is extraordinary. So the mundane is extraordinary. I just, that was kind of like mind blowing. Yeah. I love how you put that. The ordinary or mundane becomes extraordinary. If we are responding to whatever God puts in our path each day. I love that. If I'm being honest, I really like a lot of things about fall, but it's not my favorite season. I think Mostly because I know once fall arrives, winter isn't far behind and winter is definitely not my favorite. I, I really struggle with the shorter days. You know, it gets dark early. I love the long, bright, just sunshine filled days of summer. And honestly, I just like cold weather. I know I complain a lot about the heat in Texas, but I'm pretty much a mild weather girl. But this fall in particular has been a hard season for me because Corey's been out of town 
He's been out of the country on a work assignment off and on since August, but he left at the end of September to go to Tokyo. <clears throat> and I still have another week to go before he gets home for a time, but it's just been a downer to do life on my own for the past few weeks. Nothing tragic has happened. God has been good, but I just have felt a little lonely and a little off. Um, but I know these darker, more shadowy days aren't all bad. I, I know that. And they serve a purpose. Inevitably, we're all going to face dark seasons. We're all going to face seasons of change and seasons of death because this is a part of life. And I came across a devotional myself called Shadows by Mary Beek. She was considering the dropping temperatures and lengthening shadows of autumn as winter approaches, but she was encouraging believers not to dread being in the shadows of change and difficulty as we often do. Instead, she said we should consider the shadow as a place of protection and comfort for the believer. Scripture speaks of the shadow of a great rock and the shadow of God's wings as places of safety and provision. To paraphrase Mary Beek, we shouldn't wish the shadows away, but let them lead us to Jesus. I love that. It's very um, hopeful, but I am sorry that you're having a shadowy season that you're going through. And if it's okay with you, I would love to end with a verse and a prayer for all who are going through a dark season. And I also just want to take a moment. Um, well, the prayer that I'm going to share was actually, I did not write this prayer. It was written with um, the war in Israel in mind. So as I speak this blessing over you, um, I just want to lift up everybody that's being affected by this war in Israel and um, anyone else that's going through a season of shadows. So um, from Psalm 91, verse four, he will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Father, we turn to you seeking refuge and safety for all affected by the conflict in Israel and its neighboring nations. Just as your word promises, we pray that you, the most high, will shelter them under your protective wings. May your presence bring a calming assurance to both civilians and peacekeepers on the ground. We trust in your unwavering care, believing that in your shadow, they find comfort and security. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate your support. Yes, please like us, follow us, share us, leave us a review, and we hope you'll tune in next time for more Walking with Emily.